Good afternoon. My name is Jeff Brandt, and I'm a member of the City uh, of Com Madison Commission on People with Disabilities. On behalf of the Commission, I'd like to welcome you to this public forum on accessible taxi cabs. As many of you know, the City created a taxi cab ordinance nearly 10 years ago, and since then, demand for accessible taxi cab service has increased steadily. Union Cab, the city's sole provider of accessible cabs, provided a total of 10,000 rides in 2013, a 125% increase from 2012. This increase in demand, as well as current discussions at the city council level regarding possible changes to how the city regulates taxi cab service, led the commission to create the Accessible Taxi Cab Workgroup and charge them with gathering information about how the current system works for our community. Today is the third hearing held by the commission on the issue. These hearings have been an opportunity for citizens to share their thoughts and concerns about accessible taxi service here in Madison. This input is part of an ongoing effort to identify whether or not there is a need for expansion of these services. We strongly encourage anyone interested in providing additional testimony to do so throughout this process. It can be written down and submitted to the Department of Civil Rights staff here today or at any time in the coming weeks by email at kmccarthy at cityofmadison.com. Please share that information with anyone you know who is interested in sharing their thoughts with the Commission on this topic as well. we'll also, the Commission will also be collecting input at various events in the, number, in the coming weeks, including at senior meal sites throughout the community. With that being said, um, we, our hope here is that the information we gather from these hearings will allow us to present some recommendations to the City Council on making um, potential improvements to how the City provides accessible cab service. So we have one person registered to testify. Before we start, why don't we go around and have everyone at the front um, introduce themselves. Again, my name is Jeff Barant. I am a member of the commission and chair of the task force. Mr. Donner. Jason Glozier, disability rights specialist with the Department of Civil Rights. Uh, Kate McCarthy, I'm staff with the Department of Civil Rights. I'm Dale Hopkins, I'm a member of the commission. Right, and um, our first, thank you, thank you everyone for being here. And our first testimony is Anna Gauker. And she's also a member of the commission and she'll be testifying regarding her experience with accessible cabs. So thank you very much, Anna. Thank you. Uh, I've had extensive experience with the Union Cab Accessible Cab Services. I'm a I think that my overall experience is the cab drivers themselves have all been very kind and accommodating and are well trained in what they do and being able to use uh, the tie downs and that sort of thing. I think it's an invaluable service that they provide since paratransit services you're required to schedule your rides at least 24 hours in advance, which is not always feasible for my busy lifestyle. Um, I think that some improvements, of course, having more vehicles and more trained drivers available would be hugely beneficial. Uh, the service has become so popular the last few months that some days I call and they're booked up the entire day. So 
there's no room for a ride for that day. I believe that we were informed previously that uh, Union Cab always has three accessible vehicles on the road throughout the day and one throughout the night. And I don't know if there's need for training more drivers or having more vehicles. Uh, but like the other night, they said that between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m., they would not have a accessible vehicle on the road. So I needed to be home by 1 or wait until 4. So I think that in terms of moving forward, it would be advantageous for there to be maybe an outsourcing of the accessible ride services. So like all of the cab companies would contract to have one provider of accessible rides with a plentiful amount of vehicles and drivers. And then that way you wouldn't have to call each company like let's say each company had two vehicles you know they would be booked up pretty often and then you'd have to call each company and be on hold and say like do you have availability today and if not try the next one I think that would be very tedious and difficult for riders to dial through each one if there's not as many vehicles for you to use compared to the rest of the population. Thank you very much. Um, any questions for Anna? Sure, I have a question. Have you noticed uh, seasonal variations in how the cabs are able to respond to your requests? I used to. Mm -hmm. I think that before even the drivers would say that the summer was kind of their slow season where they didn't have much use. But this summer in particular, uh, they've been quite busy. So I feel like it's definitely increased. The condition of the cabs that you use, is that satisfactory, do you think? Or could that be improved? I think the condition is fine, but not all of the vehicles are uh, the same model. So there are several vehicles I cannot fit my wheelchair into, even though they are considered accessible vehicles. So, so you have to tell them what type of, of vehicle you have. Right, so there's fewer vans that I am able to use than what they have available. I've heard, I've heard you talk about this before. They, the newer ones that they're buying are smaller dimensions, is that correct? Right. There's the, like a lower overhang? It's at the bottom, oh, actually. It's, it's, oh, There's it's, like, the floor is lowered for where the wheelchair goes. 
but then there's like a barrier right where you're supposed to stop and then my footrest hits it so I can't go any farther in and then the back door can't close so I have to put my feet up on the bench and then flip the footrest up and go a little bit farther in in order to make that work. I think it would be worthwhile to have some standard dimensions for Definitely. the for the city, so yes. that if we're going to maybe provide some funding eventually for these right. vehicles, okay, that'd be good to know. Definitely, and maybe even a survey to know uh, dimensions that are common for the riders' wheelchairs, because I've heard there are quite a few riders with ventilators on the back of their wheelchairs they cannot fit in those vans at all you use um you use the the, the accessible cab service from union cab pretty regularly yes a couple times a week probably right. how long does it usually take when you call them like if you want same day service mm -hmm. how long does it usually take well they tell you to give them at least an hour. So I definitely try to always at least give like an hour or two notice if I need a um, ride. They have hours in the day that they're more, uh, they have a lot busier schedule. So during the business hours, a lot of times, you know, around three to five, it's, a little bit busier, but in the evening, especially, it's typically not an issue. So, I also don't think they have as many cabs on the road for accessible rides sure. at that time. So, I've had them say like, "Oh, no problem," and then they're still an hour late. So, is it pretty common that I mean, you you, you give them like if you want to get picked up at four, you call between two and three because. You, right, yeah. you know you're going to need an hour. Yeah. Is it pretty common for them to be late or to be delayed? I'd say early in the day, they're typically right on time. Okay. As the day goes on, they're more often delayed. So, and I don't think that's as much of an issue as it is them not warning you we will not be there at such and such sure. time. That's something they did when I first started using the service, they would call you and say, like, just so I know, we're going to be 10 minutes later. So, but now it's more like, we'll be there when we get there. So. Do you find yourself using paratransit whenever you can because the cab service is a little more inconsistent? I find myself doing what I can to use the regular metro bus. Whenever I can, I have heard mixed reviews on the paratransit timeliness, and I haven't wanted to rely on that. Cabs were uh, much more reliable when I was in school to make sure I was on time for class, so I depended on that more, or I used the regular bus, but it's not ideal for the winter months right. for sure oh this is my chance to ask you all kinds of questions <laughs> um, 
What type of, of transportation do you find to be the most safe and secure, that you feel the most safe and secure? In? What do you mean? Okay. Like, I think that the cabs are very well trained, the drivers, in tying the wheelchairs down and are much less frazzled when they're doing it. On the Metro City bus, you know, it's kind of a hurried, frantic situation. So it's hit or miss with that. I've got one more. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can. I'll try to think of some more, too. Um, as far as what are you expected to do with a, with, a, with a cab? Do you have to meet the cab at a certain place, or does the driver come to your door and provide assistance if necessary? The base usually calls my phone when the driver has arrived. So that's how I know. One of the things, I don't know if you guys have any questions for her. Um, one of the things we've talked about as a commission a little bit, I know you've heard part of these conversations, is creating some sort of, of a surcharge on all rides. Um, it's still being you know kind of discussed how we'd set it up. Do you feel as though the cost that you pay to use the cab is pretty reasonable? And do you feel as though you and, 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 and people that you talk to who use the cab service consistently would be okay with say a 25 cent fee not per mile just per ride on on rides to help fund more accessible cab use i think if it resulted in more vehicles it would be worth the charge one of the things that we've heard from the public while doing these listening sessions is that the cost is sometimes prohibitive for taxi services. Could you tell us a little bit about what the average fare is and how, how accessible and affordable that may be or may not be? Well, uh, more frequently now, if I'm going to work, it's about $20 each way, which is not ideal. No, so... Um, I can see there's definitely a hindrance to someone that is on a limited income, for sure. But I think that typically what you would get with that extra money is assurance that you will be where you're going to be on time and that you have the luxury of saying, like, I need to go to the story today, this afternoon. I have things I need to pick up. So if you have those guarantees that you can have a last minute trip and you'll be there when you need to be there, then it makes it worth the extra cost. But if you're paying such a large amount for rides, and then they're still an hour late or they can't even accommodate you that day, then it kind of defeats the purpose of 
paying for that service. Question. So you talked a little bit about using the taxi cabs for employment and for things like grocery shopping. With a service like that potentially being cost-prohibitive to some folks, um, are you aware of any services and mechanisms to defray some of that cost through long-term care services or employment services offered by the state? I do receive a certain amount of uh, cab money coupons through the KIPCAP program, and that's through county. Yeah. So that is how I fund a certain amount of my cab rides, but it goes quickly. So... In order to counter some of the arguments we may receive from folks about the usability and access and affordability of the services, it's really beneficial for us to know that there's mechanisms out there for folks to be able to afford to use something like this. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that really helps bolster an argument for improving the service and providing more access to folks in the community. Thank you. Yeah. Mm. What are your thoughts on the accessible cab services? <laughs> what we've heard so far is that there clearly seems to be a need for more cabs, that the services are that are provided are don't seem to be quite equitable at this point. Um, you've I think one of the people who've come here has the most you've offered the most input in terms of how often you use it. You're a regular user. And the fact that you kind of time it out based on the time of day, you understand the rhythms of the cab company, so you know if I, you're going to call in the afternoon during rush hour, you're going to call a couple hours early. Um, whereas if I had to order a cab, I wouldn't think that way. I'd just get a cab, and it would be there within a half hour to 45 minutes probably, maybe an hour if it's busy. So it's, um, I, I, think we've, I think the evidence is pretty clear that there's a need to do something and that there's a need for more cabs. We just, I think the next step for us is trying to figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously any input you have on that is going to be really helpful because how to figure out a way to get more of these cabs on the road in a responsible way is, is not going to be easy. Yeah, I definitely think that it would be worth a surcharge for this purpose. But I do think it makes more sense to consolidate all the vehicles into one separate accessible cab company rather than like requiring each company to have one or two vehicles which really wouldn't nearly cover the amount of demand out there and even though it would be the same number as Union Cab offers right now you would have to be calling around and sitting on hold for a long time. I think we were on hold for like 15 minutes this morning trying to figure out where it was. So, um, were there more people at the last session? Show up at the last session. So we had a a little more of a turnout. And Keith's received a couple of emails from folks since then too. So we are getting some input in. Good. If you know of anybody else who uses the service regularly, any thoughts, good or bad, are helpful to us as we kind of figure this out, too. I actually don't. Actually. I don't know how. 
One thing we found is that some seniors in particular have just abandoned the idea of using accessible cabs because of the weight and because of the cost in some cases and have just relied on friends and family or uh, the bus system when possible. And obviously, you know, if it was more accessible and more equitable, I think the demand would even be greater than it already is mm -hmm. if seniors actually would put it to use. Well, I think there's definitely a relationship between transportation and employment. So a lot of the wheelchair users that I know are not employed and would likely not consider using a cab as an option because of that. But if they knew they had reliable transportation to get to work, it would promote and broaden their abilities to get uh, paid employment and then be able to use the accessible cabs. Yeah. Any other questions for us to grill Anna on? Or? I don't have any. No, I don't think so either. Thank you very much. This is really, really helpful. Well, with that, I think um, we have no one else uh, registered, so I think we'll probably adjourn. But I thank everybody for coming, and stay tuned for what's next. We have our commission meeting on the 20th, 28th of the, of the month, and I'm sure this will be a top topic at that hearing, at that meeting. Thank you. All right. Thank you.